What is good, YouTube? Quinn Wade, basketball analysis coming to you on analysisplayground.com on YouTube. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers defeating the New York Knicks in the third and then the fourth quarter is where they really made their stride and really took advantage of their speed and quickness and their dominant duo of Joel Embiid and James Harden. The Knicks got off to a great start, particularly Julius Randle, which he usually does. And I feel like they needed him to give them that start, but they kind of fell flat and became predictable and really couldn't get great offense after that. Julius Randle, 35 points, plus five and plus minus, one personal foul, one turnover, one block, two steals, four assists, eight rebounds. He was 7-7 seven seven from the free throw line, 4-8 from the three-point line, 12-24 from the field. Mitchell Robinson, 10 points, plus 12 and plus minus, three personal fouls, one turnover, three blocks, one steal, four assists, 16 rebounds, so a double-double for him. He did more than just rebound. He protected the rim pretty well. He put a lot of effort and a lot of hustle tonight, and I respect him for that. 2-2 two two from the free throw line, 4-5 from the field. Jalen Brunson, he was getting to the basket, getting out in transition, making the right decisions as as far as passing the ball, facilitating, and making sure everybody eats. 23 points, negative 7 and plus minus, two personal foul, one turnover, 11 assists. So he had 20 and 10 tonight. He also contributed three rebounds, one or two from the free throw line, two or five from the three-point line, 10 and 19 from the field. So he was efficient playing his game with the passing and with the scoring. This is a, a great game from Jalen Brunson. The one that struggled the most was Jar J. Barrett. He wanted to have this game. He wanted to play well. He just couldn't bring it all the way through. Um, he's still missing that speed and that burst when on that first step, and he'd be a better player if he had it. 17 points, negative four, and plus minus three personal fouls. He also had two turnovers, four rebounds, and 10 rebounds. Four assists and 10 rebounds, so 17 and 10, a double-double. Also for R.J. Barrett, so that's three guys with a double-double for this team. That's how well that they played. Um, three or four from the free throw line, two or six from the three-point line, six or 21 from the field. He just struggles to score the ball consistently because the lack of a three-point shot in the mid-range game off the dribble. If he develops the ability to score off the dribble with a floater in the mid-range game and it be efficient, he can be a 22 to 23-point scorer just by being able to use his ability to drive and a playmaking of Julius Randle and the penetration ability of, of Jalen Brunson. He can use his pump fake if he had becomes a respectable three point shooter to use his uh, to use that to get to the basket and hit floaters and hit mid range off the dribble. And all he has to do is make the right decision after that. RJ Barrett always been a great passer when he's been driving to the basket. So that's not an easy thing to do, but he's always been decent at it. But I feel like if he can literally knock down threes, especially the spot-ups, and be able to facilitate and hit mid-ranges out of that and floaters, he'd be a better offensive player, and that would make the team offense a lot better and a lot more dangerous. But he still can't knock down the three consistently, even though he didn't shoot it terrible tonight. He just needs to work on that in the set mid-range because when he pump fakes, he got to be able to make a play. And once he makes a play efficiently, that makes the offense a lot more dynamic. Quentin Grimes, 10 points, negative 4 and plus minus 4 personal fouls, 1 turnover, 1 block, 1 steal, 6 assists. He also had 3 rebounds. 
two or seven from the three-point line, four or nine from the field. Entering him into the starting lineup has been a game changer for them. They're faster, they're quicker, they have more spacing, and they have another another great defender in that starting lineup. Isaiah Hardenstein, two points, negative 15 and plus minus, one first and five, one turnover, one rebound, one and two from the free throw field goal. Um, Jericho Sims, four points, negative 16, plus minus, four personal fouls, four rebounds, two or two from the field. Miles McBride, zero points, negative six, and plus minus. He scored no field goals. And uh, Emmanuel quickly, 11 points, one personal foul, one turnover, one block, one assist, one rebound. He also was one or two from the free throw line, two or five from three, four or seven from the field. Derrick Rose, Cam Reddish, Evan Fournier, Mikalouk, and Archie Diacono did not play tonight. It was a coach's decision, although they was healthy. They shot 47% from the field, 37% from three, and 82% from the free throw line. They had 46 rebounds, 30 assists, four steals, six blocks, eight turnovers, and 19 personal fouls, and they scored 112 points. They scored 37 points in the first quarter, and they outscored Philly 37 to 25. They got outscored 35 to 26 in the second quarter, 35 to 33 in the third quarter, and 24 to 16 in the fourth quarter to get beat 119 to 112. The Knicks fall to 18 and 16 and 8 and 10 at home. The Sixers improved to 20 and 12 and 6 in the way away from Philadelphia. P.J. Tucker. Had a good game, six points, two personal fouls, one assist, one rebound, one on one from the free throw line, one on one from three, one two or two from the field. Tobias Harris, eight points, negative five and plus minus one personal foul, two assists, six rebounds, 0 of five from the three point line, four or ten from the field. Joel B, 35 points, negative six and plus minus three personal fouls, three turnovers, one assist, eight rebounds. He also was 10 to 15 from the free throw line, 1 or 2 from the three point line, 12 or 22 from the field. It's a dominant performance for him, hitting the mid range, hitting the three, not settling just for mid range jumpers, getting to the basket, forcing them to foul, forcing them to make decisions. I feel like him and Harden had a dominant game. Harden, 29 points plus 10 and plus minus, three personal foul, one turnover, one block. He also had four steals, klepto out there, 13 assists, so 29 and 10. For James Harden, um, he also was 10 of 11 from the free throw line. He got there a bunch tonight. 5 of 11 from the three-point line, 7 of 16 from the field. De'Anthony Milton, 15 points, negative 2 and plus minus. 5 personal foul, 1 turnover, 1 steal, 1 assist, 3 rebounds. 5 of 7 from the three-point line, 5 of 8 from the field. George Niang, 16 points, plus 17 and plus minus. 3 personal fouls, 1 turnover, 1 block, 2 rebounds. 4 of 9 from the three-point line, 6 of 11 from the field. He really got it going in the fourth quarter, scorching the, th- the three-point line. Every, every shot was going in in the third and the fourth quarter. They needed those threes to create separation from the Knicks, and they was able to do that tonight. Uh, mainly George Niang and Joel Embiid and James Harden was the primary differential makers outside of De'Anthony Milton, who kept them afloat in the first and the second quarter, making threes and making shots and making plays. Um, Daniel House Jr., one assist, one rebound. He also was 0-1 from the field in the three-point line. Montrez Harrell, two points, plus 13 and plus minus. One assist, four rebounds, 2-2 from the free throw line, 0-1 from three, 0-2 from the field. Matisse Thibel, one assist, zero points, negative one and plus minus. Zero field goals attempted, zero free throws attempted. Shake Milton, eight points, plus nine and plus minus. One assist, three rebounds. He was 2-2 from the free throw line, 3-5 from the field. Reed Korkmaz, 
and Springer did not play coach's decision, although they was healthy. 50% from the field, 46% from three, 79% from the free throw line. They had 32 rebounds, 22 assists, 5 steals, 2 blocks, 6 turnovers, and 19 personal fouls. And they scored a whopping 119 points. Just a great game overall from them. The Sixers really have been dominant, really have been great throughout the whole entire season when they've been healthy they still not fully healthy as they still don't have Tyrese Maxey who is a 22 point scorer adding that will add a slasher a cutter a guy that can really up in transition give them another pace that they normally can't play in when they have Harden on the court because he plays at a sore place he's not as fast he's not as athletic he's not as quick as Tyrese Maxey and it gives them another dimension that they can shift to and it speeds up what they can do and he gets a lot of pressure on the defense because his ability to penetrate and get to the basket making it easier for people like Cork Maz, easier people for like Jang, easier for people like PJ Tucker to get wide open layups, wide open threes just because he's just so fast and so quick and he collapses the defense making it easier for guys to eat off that and then B can get more layups and more dunks so that way he don't have to try to do too much with the ball. He can just hit the mid-range, hit the layup, hit the, the put back and hit a three when he's wide open and that's the ideal situation that you want to have I seen a lot of it with Harden but Tyrese Maxey just so much quicker so much faster than Harden that it's just a different type of play style different type of player and that's what they're missing just another guy that can make the offense a little bit faster a little bit quicker a little bit more of a put touch that they miss and it gives them another dimension that they need it to have and I think that that will just make them nothing but better especially as they get more play made more playing time with this core and this nucleus this team is already one of the best teams they're on an eight game winning streak they've really been dominating their opponents Joel and B looks good Harden looks good they get some rest and they really comes out and they got off to a slow start but once they start figuring that out and once they start getting maxi back and once tobias start playing the way he usually plays in the regular season this team could be dangerous and tough to beat as they already is this season and they haven't been healthy all season they still have one of the best records in the nba and one of the best records in the eastern conference and their goal should be to have home court advantage in the first round and i think it's very attainable they're not that far from getting it and i think that that's something that should, should be their priority is to have the best record that they can have other than that like comment subscribe to support analysisplayground.com um also share sharing and liking helps the channel grow also check out my videos on um facebook that's in the description check out my podcast on google and apple podcasts also thanks for loving the content thanks for supporting the content thanks for subscribing we have 7k merry christmas that was my christmas gift 7,000 subscribers let's get to 8k as fast as we can and then we can get ready to go to 9k other than that thanks for the love thanks for the support i'll be back with more content